Welcome to the Lion's Tribe. I am Pastor Jimmy Udukoya. I pray this episode blesses you and it reminds you to become the lion that God has called you to be. Be blessed. Turn your Bibles to Psalm 23. Look at the table, say the Good Shepherd. And and we we've talked a lot about what David means when he says, the Lord is my shepherd. Somebody just say it one more time. The Lord. The Lord. The Lord. The Lord. You know, you know, you know when you sometimes you talk about people and they say, Oh, do you know so 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 person? And if it's somebody of you know repute or you know has um, a name, most people will say, is it that, or is it the, do you know what I mean? So when we talk about Lord, it's not any Lord, it's the Lord, the, the main one, Gogo, the other, kwata, kwata. <laughs> the one that's above every other name, that one, that one, look at your neighbor, say the Lord is my shepherd, my as children would say, my own. It's not my, my own. <laughs> the Lord is your shepherd. And he says, because he is your shepherd, you shall not want. He makes you lie down. Who makes you lie down? And we said there must be something about his presence that makes you lie down. And last week we looked at the, the, the parable, not the parable, Matthew 14, when Jesus came, um, Mark 4, when Jesus was asleep on the boat. Do you remember that? I want us to look somewhere else. Still on him making you lie down. Let's look at Matthew 14. Matthew 14. This is another time and another storm was involved. I remember last week I said that every storm has a purpose. Now, if you missed last week, just it's on YouTube, it's on podcast, it's on every cast, it's on. Make sure you, you, you go listen to it. Amen? But last week, in that storm, we said that the storm, it was interesting that. Jesus and the disciples were both experiencing a storm, but it had completely different outcomes to the same experience. We said for the disciples, this storm was a life-threatening situation, but for Jesus, it was a a boat-rocking, rhythmic, soothing-type situation. Pastor, what do you mean? Go and listen to last week. Yeah? So now this, let's look at Jesus again, but this time in a different type of storm. I'm going to read Matthew 14, 22. I'm going to read the Amplified Version. It says this, Immediately, he, I remember last week I said sometimes I'll substitute he with the shepherd, right? So he, the shepherd directed the disciples to get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side. Remember we said this last week. 
If the shepherd says you're going to get to the other side, you're going to get to the other side. It doesn't matter what you're facing right now. As long as he said, let's go to the other side. That means for a shepherd to command the sheep to go to the other side, he has already gone before them. He has gone before them and to give that statement seems to indicate because we know that the shepherd when it comes to the sheep is about protection, direction, instruction. Everything about the sheep is the, is the shepherd's ultimate concern. So for him to say get to the other side, that means he has gone before them and he has looked at the terrain and he knows that there is nothing that they will face that will stop them from getting to the other side. So whatever you're going through today, look at your neighbor. Tell him that the shepherd has said that we are getting to the other side. That means nothing we are dealing with today, no circumstance is circumstance enough to stop us from getting to the other side. Now, say this to yourself. I, I am getting to the other side. I am getting to the other side. Say it till you begin to hear it inside. I am getting to the other side. So he says to them to get over to the other side, right? And he says, of the Sea of Galilee while he sent the crowds away. 23. After he had dismissed the crowds, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. And when it was evening, he was there alone. So he sent them away. Probably we can infer that it was probably sometime early afternoon because it says he went up to pray and then when it was evening so that gives us an idea of the time right he was there alone look at 24 but the boat by this time was already a long distance from the land tossed and battered somebody say tossed and battered by the ways, for the winds was against them. I want to talk to someone today who feels like they're being tossed and battered. Because live life long, live life long enough. Life happens to us all. I like to say life be lifing sometimes. He said get to the other side they get in the boat and they are being tossed and battered so if you're being tossed and battered don't don't fret we all get tossed and battered sometimes or look at your neighbor say i i'm getting over to the other side so the boat is far ways off at this time, they're being tossed and battered by the waves, for the wind was against them. 
Look at 25. And in the fourth watch of the night, now this is a long time. Afternoon. Evening. Midnight. Now, it says, at the fourth watch of the night, between 3 and 6 a.m. Ah. Jesus came walking to them. Hold on. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. God, how far? <laughs> One. And it didn't come at three. Somewhere between three. How far? Kilo day. Uh, have you ever been in a situation where you are asking God, how far? Wait. No, is, is it only me? Have you ever been? Have you ever been in situations like, is, is it only me? Sometimes you're in situations that make you feel like you are the only one in the world. And it's almost like, God, I. I know that you are not a wicked God because if you... Now, bear in mind, the Bible says he was praying. So is either one or two things. Is either he was not aware. Is either one or two things. Is either he was not aware or he was aware and he knew that no matter how the storm was storming, that boat will not sink. Or he knew that because his word had gone before them, if the, if the storm like let it cut out, let it somersault, jump on his head, that boat was not going over because his word was going to sustain them till they got to the other side. Some of you might be in the middle of a storm right now. But you have to remember the words that your shepherd has spoken. Remember, John 10, my sheep hear my voice. That means your shepherd is always speaking. And if he has spoken, remember the words he gave them before they got into the boat was cross over to the other side. He gave them the words so that when the storm would come, they had an anchor to hold them down in the storm. In the midst of your storm, in the midst of the wind, in the midst of the waves, listen to the voice of your shepherd because even though his presence, you might not feel him, his word will never leave you. His word is his voice. His word is himself. His word, it says in the beginning, was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He gave them an instruction. Then between 3 and 6 a.m., Jesus came. What happens? He came walking on See, I'm reminded of the story before I say this. I'm reminded of the story of Lazarus. Remember the story? The Bible says that they came and told Jesus that Lazarus was sick. They told him he was sick. And what would have expected was Jesus' response to be like, Oh, my friend is sick, let's go. 
The Bible says he stayed in Bethany for another two days or two, three days. Three, four, five, six, seven. He stayed another, another three days. And then he finally goes. And when they get there, Martha says, Master, Lazarus is already, if you had come, how many of us have felt like God, if you had come, I wouldn't be in this situation right now. Why would you wait for the waves to batter me? Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, one, two, three, two, six. Why don't you just come at three or four? Okay, maybe four, four thirty at least. We tried for two and a half hours, so let's not say that we didn't endure the storm a bit. But Jesus comes. And if we looked at Jesus' action based on our own limited understanding of time, we would say that he came late. But see, for every child of God, there is no such thing as late when it comes to Jesus or God. There is only an appointed... There's only an appointed time. Jesus in the wedding of the, the wedding of Canaan, his mother comes and says, "Lord, there's no wine." And you know what he says? She, she says, "My time has not yet come." So that means while they were in the middle of the storm, while the boat was rocking, Jesus was praying because he knew that it was not yet time. And then between 3 and 6 a.m., it says that Jesus came walking on the sea. Next verse. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, what? It's a ghost. And they cried out in fear. Next verse. But immediately he spoke to them saying, what? Take courage, it is I. Do not be. He making me lie down. Look at your neighbor, say, do not be afraid. Look at your neighbor, say, do not be afraid. Why did Jesus wait till the storm was storming, if that's correct English? Till the rage was raging, why did he wait? I think he waited to show them that regardless of the type of storm you might be facing, I can walk on that too. Listen, it doesn't matter what storm you're facing in your life, Jesus walks on storms. And it could have been one thing if he had told them. It's another thing for them to experience him walking on the storm. At the highest point of the storm was when Jesus came walking. Because a lot of times he likes to let you know that, listen, I, I, my, my expertise, I, I, I dwell in the in realm of impossibility. It might be impossible with man, but nothing is impossible with God. Which is why when they saw him walking on the water, the first thing they said was, it's a ghost. 
Because man can't walk on water. That is impossible. Impossible. But Jesus comes walking on the water. And he says, do not be afraid. It is I. Peter replied to him, Lord, if it is really you, command me to come to you on the water. And he said, come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came towards Jesus. When the shepherd, until the shepherd became the focus of Peter, Peter could not walk on the storm. Until the shepherd becomes your focus, you cannot walk on the storm. If all you focus on is the storm, that's you will always stay in the boat. Could it be that God has brought the storm your way so that you can walk on the storm the same way he has walked on the storm? But if you keep focusing on the storm and not your shepherd, you stay in the boat. To do what you've never done before or to achieve what you've never achieved before, you must do what you've never done before. You see, you must understand that the obstacles that we fight, remember I said every storm has a purpose. You see, God brought Goliath to establish David. And so sometimes the storms that you will fight, the Goliaths that you will face, is not to sink you, it's to establish you. God set up a scenario where the shepherd boy was the solution. He wasn't trained, he was not a soldier. In fact, he was the wrong, he was the scorniest of the runt. And he comes to come give his brothers food in the battlefield. And here is Goliath. But that shepherd boy knew all too well, the Lord is my shepherd. He understood a good shepherd sacrifices his life for the sheep. He understood that when the sheep is confronted with an adversary, the good shepherd lays down his, and he's looking at this uncircumcised Philistine, and he's like, hold on, I fought the lion, I fought the bear. If the Lord is my shepherd, I'll fight you too. And the point of Goliath was to establish David. The point of your storm right now is to, the purpose of this storm, if it is not to sink you, it is to establish you. Because it was designed for you to walk on the storm. 
David fights with Goliath and we know what happens. But you must understand that the storm was raging. Goliath taunted the children of Israel for many days. And he was speaking words over them to the point that their hearts were gripped with fear. To the point that even the king was rendered helpless from simply the words that this giant spoke. And when David came on the scene, guess what he did? He began to respond to the giant with words of his own. But not just words that he knew, words from communing with the shepherd. If you only hear how loud the storm is, it will keep you silent and you will stay in the boat. What are you doing when the storms are raging? This is what you do. You open your mouth and you speak the words that the shepherd has spoken to your storm. Remember last week, he said, peace be be still. You can't stay silent because guess what? In the spirit, warfare is fought with words. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. We don't, we don't, <laughs> principalities and powers, you don't fight them with your, your fist or your Bullet is useless. Sword is useless. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. So anything physical cannot contend with the supernatural. But he has given us a supernatural weapon. The word that I speak are spirits. And they are life. Spirit and life. What do you do in the midst of your storm? You open up your mouth and you speak spirit and life. Pastor, you don't understand. The boat is rocking. I've been in this storm for years. Open up your mouth and speak spirits and life. David comes and he tells Goliath what will happen. He says, today God will give you into my hand. And I will cut off your, the audacity of God. Peter is looking at the storm that he's been fighting with for hours and he sees Jesus walking on the water and Jesus is saying, don't be afraid, it is I. And he says, okay, if it's you, bid me to come. Allow me to do the impossible. You see, we need to shift, listen, 
We need to shift our faith from mundane things like money to eat, money to survive. Listen, I understand, I understand, but God has already told you to not worry about what you eat. See, these things are not, it's not poetry. It's not limerick. It's not just somebody wanting to write for writing's sake. He's telling you, don't worry about what you will eat or what you will drink. Do not worry about your life. Look at the birds of the air, the beasts of the field. But pastor, you understand that the economy is economy. I know. But the one who holds all the economies, times and seasons, has said, do not worry. Newsflash, your salary is not what is sustaining you now. If you think I'm lying, go take an account. Calculate all your expenses for the month. Calculate only the income that's coming. Then it will shock you to know that what you're surviving on is not your Do not worry. If I told you to go to the bank and I wrote a check for 10 million and I said, go to the bank. Whose responsibility is it for the money to come? Is it the one that has sent you or the one that is going? If I said go, how the money will get there? It's not your concern. Because it is according to the capacity of my bank account that will produce the money that is written on the check according to his riches. Come on, somebody. If it's my riches, be worried. Because, I mean, we're all a work in progress. But it is not my riches according to his riches. Can we just put it in context? Let me just digress. How much is Naira to God? First of all, Naira right now is not Naira in at all. But let's just put it in context. How much is Naira to God? How much is dollar to God? The streets are paved with gold. Gold. What we die for. What we kill ourselves for. He says, do not store up your treasures in earthly it's just trying to get you to understand these things are too basic don't stress your your whole prayer life of faith is for survival when he says I will give you keys to the kingdom you are worried about bread ah he's looking for people that will go and shake territories take nations Walk on storms. Consume. He's looking for people, but we're too busy asking about our daily bread. I dare you to believe God for the impossible. Yo, you know, sometimes we hear about people, you know. I remember reading about, and I think I said it before, when Idausa decided... <laughs> That I was going to call out all the witches in Benin. Calm down. Lagos witch is not Benin witch. Levels D. If you know, you know. 
knew it. He did not call one. He called all of them. He said, if you are, I challenge all of you to come to the stadium. All of you with all your power versus me. Elijah called all the prophets of Baal. Called them together. I said, all of you versus me. Because the God that answers by fire. Let's see. You see, those are the people God is looking for. But he has created storms. So somebody will say, God, if it's you, let me come. But we're too busy in the boat. He says, ask of me and I will give you. But we are not even asking. Because some of us, you know what we'll do if we were Peter? God, please, give me raincoats. Jesus, you get umbrella. You get rain boots. Kolafa. You get, you get wood. That's what our mindset is. Peter looks at Jesus, looks at the storm, and says, if it's really you, If you have the capacity and the ability and there is truth in your word and that your word does not fail. If it is really you, then tell me to come. Speak to me to come. And Jesus said, come. Come. Come unto me, oh, you are weary. Come. Come. What is it that you're coming with? Come. There is no problem that is problem enough. Come. Yes, that impossible situation. He's like, come. What is it? He says to Peter, come. And the Bible says, Peter got out of the boat. You see, it takes faith to ask Jesus to come. It takes faith to step out of the boat. See, for some of us, God has told us to come. Now we just need faith to step out the boat. But God, I don't know what's going to happen. That's not for you to figure out. He said, come. The storm hasn't subsided yet. It's not supposed to subside. He said, come. But what happens? What? Don't focus on what's happening around you. He said, your shepherd has said to come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came towards Jesus. Now look at 30. But when he saw the effects of the wind, so... This was his focus. Jesus, I believe you for the impossible. Jesus, I want to walk on the storm. Jesus, you have said it. It's going to happen. Jesus, shepherd, 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 come, shepherd, shepherd, storm. Don't take your eyes off the shepherd. That's why Paul writes, looking unto looking, looking, not looked, not glanced, 
looking actively actively looking looking with fixed intention looking don't worry about the storm let the storm do what the storm does look unto Jesus he says and when he saw the effects of was the wind not winding before but it was because his focus shifted that what was just breeze became effects of the wind when we focus we magnify the situation as a matter of fact listen do you remember what the children of Israel said when they were about to go into the promised land he said it said when we saw the spies when we saw how big they were and they were giants in our own eyes so they sent them go and spy the land go and go and look at your inheritance but when they went there they began to look at the people and how big they were and it's that when we saw the focus shifted from inheritance to the giants of the land when he saw the effects of the wind he was frightened and he began to sink in the place he was walking all of a sudden he began to sink what changed did the storm change no did the word change no his eyes and his focus changed and rather than looking onto Jesus he began to look at the storm it is not your eyes that have sustained you this far stop checking your bank account stop doing the math it's not going to add up because the god that we we worship he said very clearly i will use the foolish things of this world to confound the wise 5 plus 3 is not 8000 five, five and, and and three fish or two fish is not 8000 stop doing the math God will always show you the promise. He'll show you the promise before he tells you about the journey. And he shows you the promise so you ha- you you have where to focus on. This is the focus, the promise. The journey is already taken care of. Stop doing the math. If God has said it, if God has said come, come. If God has said he'll do it, he'll do it. How if you sit to try that is not your concern god math and man math is never the same you want to receive give you want to be first be the last it it's never the same you want to be you want to live long and you want to you want to prosper in life He says don't worry. Eh? Don't worry. 
Don't, he says, in fact, he doesn't say what he says, take no uh, take no in other words, don't plan. Sorry, sorry, that goes against every logical man-made you must think, you must plan. He says, listen, take no but all you need to do just seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness and that is the hack for life let me deliver you from a life of anxiety, worry and fear and stressing literally he's given us the answer it's right there take no thought but seek ye first of God he told his disciples when they were leaving he says take no purse it's like literally saying let me give you context you're about to travel and I tell you don't worry don't take any money just go (laughs) now how long you are going for you do not know (laughs) and Naira is already blessed I am going to the abroad. I said, don't worry. Don't take him. Just go. Wherever you enter, say peace be unto you. They enter you. <laughs> Some people will be looking at me with side eye. Pastor, if I was you. In other words, the way of God will not make sense to man, but it is not supposed to make sense. it's not my foolishness is higher than the highest form of your wisdom can we just stop for a second can we just stop God's stupidity God's God's foolishness is higher than the highest form of what we call wisdom because if his foolishness is higher than our wisdom that means our wisdom is not actually wisdom it's actually foolishness I'm not trying to be I'm just saying I'm I'm just saying can we quantify it if you carry something as wisdom but when you measure it up you know you can think something is real till you see the original ah this shoe that was but it's like (laughs) sushi then you see Gucci, like, ah, mm, this one is Gucci. <laughs> Somebody said, if you have never tasted soup with salt, you do not know that you are missing it. But once you taste soup with salt, say, ah, I've been suffering. In other words, what you think is wisdom is actually. So if you say, ah, I figured it out, it's foolishness. I'm not abusing you. That's why he says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And ha, ha, lean not on your own. Under, if you think it is, under, if it begins to understand in your eyes, don't lean on it. 
Because what you think is actually wise is foolish. Lean not on your own understanding. Because there is a way that seemeth right to a man, but leads to Look at your neighbor and say, God help me. Peter, Peter looks, takes his eyes off Jesus, looks at the storm, and then what happens? He begins to sink. And then he cried out. He went from speaking in faith to crying out. His whole, retro, his whole profession changed. A lot of us start with faith, then we now enter into worry. We are, no, 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 what's that song? We are marching on to the, hey, what song is that? Oh Lord, it's from primary school. We are marching on to the victory, we are marching on to the, did anybody know that song? Marching on to the victory, oh Lord. Anyways, came back. We sing that in primary school long time ago. You know, I realized this is sideways, segue, by the way. I realized that apparently I'm old. <laughs> Sorry, this is just a random, can, can, can I just gist for a second? This is nothing. Because I was watching this video, right? And they were asking these guys, what is old to you? I was like, anyone born in the 2000s is old. Hey. Anybody born in the 90s, late 90s, is old. I'm like, hold on. Somebody born in 2000 is 23. Wow. And then I realized I wasn't born in the 2000s. Or the 90s. We are 80s babies and now we are old. Anyways, anyways. Sorry, just a transparent moment. Um, so we, we kind of start off singing, we are marching on to the victory, you know, all gingered. Go and take the land. And then we shift our focus. And our profession of faith now turns into crying. In the same place that you walked with victory, in the same place where you were full of faith, in the same place you started with the word. Don't take your eyes off the shepherd. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the... He doesn't only write it to start it. He makes sure he completes it by himself. The author and the finisher of our faith. He began to sink and he cried. What did he cry? Put it on the screen. Lord, save me. And look at what Jesus said. Immediately, Jesus extended his hand. So in other words, in other words for him to extend his hand and catch him, he was that close to Jesus. He, he was literally that close for Jesus to do this. He was that close. How can you be so close to your breakthrough and you take your eyes off the shepherd? 
He was literally that close to Jesus. He had walked all this way only to get to the point where he would touch him and then he took his eyes off the shepherd. You are so close. You've been in the storm since two, three, four, five, six, twelve, one, two, three, four. You are so close to your breakthrough. Don't take your eyes off the shepherd. Don't take your eyes because he is faithful and just to complete his word. He watches over his word. He is not a man that he should lie or the son of man that he should repent. If he has said it, he will do it. If he has spoken it, it will surely come to pass. Forget about the storm. Jesus was that close and he extends his hand. And what does he say? Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? Don't abort the process when you're already about to get the result. You have labored all this time. Don't let faith, I mean fear and doubt and unbelief, though it may tarry, though it may tarry, it will surely come to pass. Because if he has said it, will he not do it? Words don't just fall out of his mouth by his mistake. He did not mistakenly say, maybe you will get over. You guys, maybe. He said, cross over to the other side. The one who knows the end from the beginning knew when the storm would come, how the storm would come, and how he would deliver them from the storm. Before they got into the boat. Your storm is not taking God by surprise. He doesn't sleep. He does not slumber. He's not sitting there worried and shook because he did not anticipate your storm. He's the Alpha and the Omega. The beginning and the end. Look at your neighbor. Say, I am getting over to the other side. If the shepherd has said it, Will he not do it? If the shepherd has spoken it, will it not come to pass? I will keep my eyes on the shepherd and I will not focus on the storm. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We thank you that we will continue to look Unto the shepherd. For you, O oh God, are the author and the finisher of our faith. Father, because you are a shepherd, we shall not want. Because you make us lie down. You make us lie down. In your presence. There is fullness of joy in your presence. 
there is fullness of joy. The peace of your presence in the midst of the storm. You who can walk on every storm of life, we continue to look unto you. Because if you have said it, you will do it. If you have spoken it, it will surely come to pass. So, Father, we turn our lives over to you. We may not know what tomorrow holds, but we hold the one who holds tomorrow. And because he lives, we can always face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. And because I know he holds My life is worth a living just because he lives. So take all the glory, take all the adoration, take all the praise. Father, as we leave here today, we pray your hand over each and every one represented here. We thank you because you are indeed their source. You will provide. Everywhere they are weak, your strength is being made perfect in their weakness. Everywhere they need healing, your hand is touching them right now. Everywhere there is heaviness, the garment of praise be upon them right now. In the name of Jesus, everywhere they have sown in tears, they will reap in joy. And even though weeping in George for a night, we thank you because joy has already come. And this is our morning. And so shall it be in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to this episode. I pray that you were blessed. And if you enjoyed what you heard, please be sure to subscribe. And if you know a fellow lion that needs to join the tribe, please be sure. Send them this link. Share this episode. God bless you.